tomorrow we're going to have our first ever Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando between NC State and Kansas State. And the mascot for this game is going to be a giant Pop-Tart that just runs around. And get this, the winning team gets to eat it. How that's going to work with it being a real live mascot, I don't know. But I sure can't wait to see. We should have a mascot like that here at CNN News Central. Maybe, <laughs> well, not, maybe not a Pop-Tart, but like a brownie. What okay, we'll look into that. And that's what passes for news on CNN these days. Oh, boy. Welcome to it. Welcome to Thursday on the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka is sitting in for my buddy Chris Plant today. (laughs) Oh, Ted Turner, what you created has drifted so far away from the mission. And why? How? What happened to our our media, our news industry? I was just looking at something about party affiliation of journalists. And, you know, it's pretty obvious. There are a lot of people in the mainstream media that are liberal. We've talked about it in the past. Chris has talked about it, how you go from a mainstream media position to a key position inside the administration. And then you get uh, out of that and you're back into the meat grinder or the mainstream media. And there are myriad examples one could explain. But here's an interesting, interesting uh, statistic. In 2022, just 3.4% of journalists were Republicans. 3.4%. I know it feels like uh, that's that's minuscule. It is, especially when you consider 10 years, 20 years previous to that, 18% were Republicans. 18% of the mainstream media journalists were Republicans. And if you go back to 1971... Go all the way back to 71. It was 25.7%. That still is, you know, uh, an overwhelming minority. The majority being uh, left or independent, probably left. And you wonder why the media is the way it is today. Just amazing. Amazing that 3.4% of journalists are Republicans today uh it's a a survey i'll tweet out a link to it i'll post it on x it's just so weird to have to say i'll tweet out a link to it when everybody keeps insisting no it's x now no it's always going to be tweets and twitter i wish elon would give that up uh as i said there's so much to get to today we talked for most of the first hour of the chris plant show about the nikki haley situation from her uh, inability to mention slavery when asked about the cause of the Civil War last night at a New Hampshire event. And there will be much more said about that today, I guarantee you. And so there'll be ample fodder to discuss this going forward. Uh, But there are other issues out there, a whole bunch of other issues out there, vital issues out there that need to be addressed uh, one of them wants uh, uh, one of them is about the GOP asking the Biden administration for documents 
related to Hunter Biden defying two subpoenas. Because remember, Joe said he was aware of what his son was up to, what he was going to do. You know, he always decided he always denied having any knowledge of what Hunter was doing. But right after that moment when Hunter Biden was outside of Congress, instead of going into the closed door deposition and then holding a public Q&A, Joe said he knew what was going on. So yesterday, the press release came out from the House Oversight Committee. Uh, Comer and Jordan investigate whether President Biden sought to obstruct his son's cooperation with the House's impeachment inquiry. Of course, the Biden administration is going to tell him to pound sand. But it is interesting to see if there will be any documents that will be released. Defying two congressional subpoenas. Hunter Biden defying two congressional subpoenas. The committee says we're compelled to examine as a part of our impeachment inquiry, whether the president engaged in a conspiracy to obstruct a proceeding of Congress. Maybe. Maybe we'll get to see the documents on that. I have a feeling they're going to play a very long game on this one. Maybe long enough to prevent this from ever going to an actual impeachment ahead of the election, 313 days away from today. By the way, in case you keep in score. The other story that is getting uh, a lot of attention is uh, what Jack Smith is trying to do. He submitted another court filing yesterday. He's claiming that uh, Donald Trump should not not be permitted to make what Smith calls irrelevant claims targeting Joe Biden. And, And he shouldn't be able to say others are to blame for the January 6th Capitol riot during um, the trial. So he wants to effectively stop Donald Trump's speech and filter Donald Trump's speech. Really kind of interesting here. What, what makes him angry? What makes Jack Smith so angry? What language does he want censored? It blows my mind, first of all, that, that anyone is, is looking to censor speech, especially in a trial that's this important. So uh, the the special counsel has made the argument that Donald Trump has suggested, quote, he intends to impeach the integrity of the investigation by raising wholly false claims such as the government's non-existent coordination with the Biden administration. Well, how do we know it's non-existent unless it's allowed to be investigated? This kind of ties back to what we just talked about with with uh, the House Oversight Committee investigating whether or not Joe was was uh, coordinating with his son to not pay attention to those two congressional subpoenas. And how do we know the DOJ isn't in league with the White House? Certainly feels that way. They also want to want to stop Donald Trump from using certain terminology. Now, this is where it really gets into the First Amendment thing for me, and I'm a big First Amendment guy. My license plate. I've never had a, uh, a personalized license plate. And uh, after my dad passed away seven years ago, a couple of my brothers and I decided we'd, uh, we'd pay tribute to him because he was a First Amendment advocate. 
He used to drill into our heads that after the first, everything else is secondary. And he meant the First Amendment. After the first, everything else is secondary. And uh, he even had a website, uh, afterone.com. Afterone.com, meaning, you know, obviously after the First Amendment. So a couple of us have uh, license plates that say after one. But I'm, I'm all about letting people say as much as they want to say. So Smith's team and Jack Smith wants Donald Trump to be barred from using terminology such as, quote, the Injustice Department. Now, that's Donald Trump being Donald Trump. You don't want him to, to be able to say Trumpisms. They're trying to prevent someone they're putting on trial from being able to speak freely. They don't want Donald Trump to say injustice department in front of the jury. Also, a Biden indictment. How is this going to be allowed? What has America become if this is allowed? I just wish the Supreme Court would step in here. We've already had the uh, expedited plea from Smith stopped. You know, he wants this all to get into a courtroom before Super Tuesday. His idea was to have Donald Trump in a court in front of a jury by March 4th, ahead of Super Tuesday. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So if it doesn't happen, and this thing keeps getting moved back and back and back, then we get to May 5th. And that's an important date. If, if Jack Smith doesn't have Donald Trump in a courtroom by May 5th, technically, he shouldn't be allowed to have Donald Trump in a courtroom. Why? Because there is an unwritten Department of Justice rule that you do not put a presidential candidate on trial within six months of an election. Because that would be seen as election interference. So that's why Jack Smith is freaking out. And that's why all of these latest wins for the Trump team are threatening Jack Smith and the coordinated, what I believe to be coordinated prosecution of Donald Trump and persecution of Donald Trump are are at risk. And they're freaking them all out because all of these cases are talking to each other. All of the people who are prosecuting Trump, the four indictments, They're all trying to make sure their calendars align so that they can inflict as much financial pain in terms of lawyer fees and time pain. Because the more time Donald Trump spends in court, the less time he has to be on the campaign trail. It's called lawfare. And uh, lately, Jack Smith's been having some uh, monkey wrenches thrown into his lawfare plans with the delay, which also throws a monkey wrench into Fannie Willis's plans, which also throws uh, uh, another wrench into the uh, D.C. case. So all of this is, is playing off each other and, and causing them trouble, causing them agita. But just the fact that Jack Smith wants to restrict the speech of the former president, who is currently a leading political opponent, to the current president should be enough for any court to say, get out of here. And if, if this, this latest filing is allowed, you're going to see this have to be uh, 
uh, argued again, appealed again. So the Wednesday filing, which accused Trump of engaging in what they call fact-free public disinformation to discredit the indictment that he says must be excluded from tainting his criminal trial. It's just amazing to me. It could be delaying the March 4th start date, and uh, we'll see where this goes. The special counsel, Jack Smith, also arguing Trump should be prohibited from arguing that he personally tricked for disinformation about the election. Personally tricked? Or that foreign disinformation campaigns led to the January 6th riot. So now you're not allowed to present your argument? We really are falling into Soviet territory here, aren't we? And I think the closer this gets to March 4th, the weirder these filings are going to be. So keep watching. Keep watching. Uh, Oh, the other one, and, and this is maybe the biggest one of all. Uh, if you've ever heard Cash Patel, Cash Patel, who worked in the in the Justice Department, who worked closely with Donald Trump, still does. Cash Patel was one of the people who pressed Donald Trump to authorize twenty thousand troops available to protect the Capitol on January sixth. Uh, Cash Patel has the paperwork that Trump signed. That shows Donald Trump authorized 20,000 troops to protect the Capitol. Uh, Jack Smith doesn't want Donald Trump to be allowed to bring that up. Because that would prove that um, Nancy Pelosi and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser failed to protect the Capitol. Smith's reasoning, a bank robber cannot defend himself by blaming the bank's security guard for failing to stop him. It's laughable. And yet it continues. They're going to get desperate, more desperate than they are today. You want to join the conversation? Of course, you're always welcome here. 888-630-9625. Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plant Show. Thank you for being here. Michael Pelka is my name uh, here today. I've been here all week, and luckily for me, I'll be here tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, we've been uh, talking about many subjects today. Early in the show, we talked a lot about the Nikki Haley gaffe. I call it a gaffe, a mistake, whatever. But uh, she missed an opportunity, in my opinion. And yes, uh, we know the Civil War was uh, about more than just slavery. And yes, in, in a way that you can make a nuanced explanation for what she said, saying, uh, yeah, government telling you what to do and uh, who you can imprison 
Uh, that's too much control. But she missed the opportunity to speak to the people and use the word slavery. I'm not going to go back to it right now because we have other things we have to talk about. We have really, really uh, uh, a full plate, an entire all-you-can-think buffet of topics today. And I want to make sure we don't miss out on them. One of them is the border because we have uh, American officials down at the border, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorka is down there too. And to me, it sounds like what they're negotiating for. Maybe uh, remain in Mexico light. Although I don't know how you do it halfway. It seems like they're kind of hinting that what we knew worked under Donald Trump when President Trump had the remain in Mexico policy, uh, that, that was a good thing. And then Joe Biden came and said, we can't have any of this. We got to stop this to open the damn borders. And it's turning out to be a really big problem. Eagle Pass, Texas, a little bitty town that's just been overrun, has a Democrat mayor named Rolando Salinas. And uh, he's not happy about it. Our city here in Eagle Pass, we've been getting slammed with two to 3,000 people a day. And it's just a, an unfair, unethical situation. What's going on here in Eagle Pass, we feel ignored by the federal government. Yes, you have been. And, and so uh, they are sending they, the Texas cities and the Texas governor has been the guy spearheading this or sending them to big cities like New York City and Philadelphia and Chicago and Denver. All these sanctuary cities are now getting the gift of thousands of people coming here just because they want to be part of the great American dream. They just don't want to do it legally and in, in, in the, uh, the process that most people do. And so there has been a backlash from those cities. And now there's kind of an axis of immigration that has formed with the mayor of New York and the mayor of Chicago and the mayor of Denver joining together. And you need to hear what they're saying because, because some of it is kind of funny and some of it you just want to say, you guys didn't see this coming? And you also want to kind of use that line from Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. Every city on the border that's been overrun is saying, now you know what it feels like. Although it's not even close to the scale they felt on the border. We'll get into that because there's a big update on the border. Uh, plus a lot more uh, craziness out of the mouths of Democrats. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka is my name, sitting in for my buddy Chris Plant. If you need to know more, pretty much everything is out there on social media. You can find me on Twitter X, Instagram, Facebook, and PuroPelka.com, where I post the stories that are catching my eye every morning during the week. Weekends, hopefully I'm playing golf. But it's out there with the occasional podcast attached to it. You can check it out yourself. Uh, so much going on. We we're talking about the border and uh, just now reporting the Mexican president is saying uh, he's reached an agreement with the United States on the reopening of the border crossings. Well, well how about stopping the caravans? How about how about that? Uh, 
How about limiting the people? How about dealing with the cartels? How about somebody talking about remain in Mexico? When are we going to get a statement from the administration on what they have done to protect America? I don't think they see this as a problem. So we're probably not going to see a statement on that. But you know who has a problem with it? All the people who are now experiencing it. And we are seeing the experience in places like, uh, well, New York City's had it for a couple of months now. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, right now, right now, New York City's public schools reportedly have 50% of the new students who don't speak English as a primary language. And that means you have to hire people who can speak whatever language they speak in order to teach them. That's got to be very costly. And New York City has had to cancel some uh, police academy classes. And they're already woefully short of uh, law enforcement officers on the streets as we witness some of the crimes that are happening now. The stabbing of the two tourists who were here and uh, this, this crazy man who should have been locked up. We're starting to look at his rap sheet. We'll get into that later. This Hutcherson guy who never should have been out on the street, stabbed a couple of teenagers. And this cat uh, should have been behind bars forever and ever and ever. But staying on this migrant problem, the three mayors of uh, New York, Chicago, and Denver got together. They had themselves a little Zoom call because now they have the axis of immigration that they put together, as I've called it. And they, they want to make sure that, that everybody understands just how horrible the situation is. Welcome to the party, pal. Now you're seeing what Arizona has felt. What is it? Lukeville, where they're just coming in and they're all military-aged men from all over the world. And you've got South Texas all along the Texas border. The Rio Grande Valley completely overrun. California, New Mexico, it's, it's a mess. But now these three mayors who've gotten a handful comparatively to the millions who've crossed into the country, and now they're having to deal with it, and they're all in this this giant uh, online Zoom call bitch session about it. Here's a little uh, montage of the three mayors cutting loose. As temperatures drop in New York City, Chicago, Denver, and other impacted cities, we are calling for the federal declaration of emergency, financial support, and a national resettlement strategy. As buses continue to arrive in the city of Chicago and all over the country, the type of chaos that has been administered has left many of our local economies under tremendous amount of duress. Denver finds itself right now at ground zero in trying to resolve and respond to the migrant crisis. It is because we are the first big city north of El Paso and the cheapest bus ticket and the shortest trip for uh, the governor and others who are trying to find a place to send people. Yeah. Welcome to the party, pal, as I said earlier. Uh, these mayors have no clue, no clue as to what the, the border towns have experienced. Every day you can see it. And now the, the numbers are staggering. The numbers are staggering. It is almost a million in this fiscal year alone already, which is like three months, barely three months. It's almost a million. And it is out of control. So to say the uh, Mexican president announcing 
that we have reached a deal to reopen the U.S. border crossings. How is that helping? It's not. And the lie of the year may have come from Alejandro Mayorkas, who in May said that uh, the border is closed. Make no mistake about it. Remember when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were both saying, don't come, don't come to the U.S.? That's the message we have for all those people. They stopped saying that almost two years ago. And the question should be why? Why? Why have they stopped saying that? There's no real answer other than it's the intentional destruction of the United States of America as it existed before they were elected. So um, New York, Chicago, Denver, and everybody else who's experienced the, the, the joy of all of these uh, immigrants coming across your border, demanding asylum. You're uh, really going to have to come up with a, a, better, a better excuse for the federal government to help you. Uh, I, I just am stunned by all of this, that that's, it's just so tone deaf that the guys don't understand how, how uh, hypocritical they are. So we'll see what happens. I don't think the Biden administration cares. Joe's on the beach, after all. He's on the beach. The funny thing to me is uh, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, who has now decided he's awake on this issue. And uh, he's calling for changes in our immigration process. And you knew this was coming. If you've got 7 million who may have come across just since Joe Biden has been president, what are those people going to do until their immigration hearing comes up, their asylum hearing comes up? What are they supposed to do? Who's supposed to pay for them? Are we supposed to house them and feed them and clothe them and educate them? Brandon Johnson may have uh, revealed some of the plot yesterday when he was on CNN. The technical support that we receive from the federal government, we appreciate that. Uh, work authorization to put people on a pathway to sustainability, I certainly appreciate that. And without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. But in no way um, what the state of Texas is doing um, is helping the cause. As much as we recognize that there are challenges, significant challenges at the border. And we do need real substantive immigration reform and policies that allow us um, to have a structure and a pathway mm -hmm. um, to citizenship. But again, sending buses all over the state of Illinois and all over the country is reckless and quite frankly is dangerous. How, the is, how is it dangerous, Mayor? How is it dangerous? The people of Texas are overrun and overwhelmed. The small communities, some of the poorest in the country along the Texas border, have been experiencing this since Joe Biden raised his hand and took the oath of office. How is it reckless to share the pain? I thought that was, was part of what you guys were all about, sharing the pain and the wealth. How about you take your fair share? Joe Biden's always saying that the people need to pay their fair share in income taxes. How about states and big cities get their fair share of these people seeking asylum and they shoulder the cost of it. It's unfair to use their own term to put it on those, those 
red states that are experiencing this. And I know California is not a red state. And technically, Arizona floats back and forth. And New Mexico is questionable. But uh, the um, more red communities than blue. Now, to that end, CNN has noticed something. And I think the Democrats have noticed something, too. Immigration has moved up the list of important election topics. And uh, you can tell because the Google machine and searches about immigration and illegal immigration in America have moved up the charts. CNN had their uh, stat geek on it yesterday. What do voters think about immigration right now? Yeah, it's becoming a real top issue here. So the top issue facing the nation. Look, the economy is still number one. It was number one in August. It's number one now. But take a look at the immigration slash border security. It was just 11 percent in August. Look where it's hopped to now. 19 percent. So it's closing in on the economy. And a number of different polls I've looked at, immigration and border security is running a closer second place to the economy as we head into 2024. And you might be thinking, though, okay, this is just Republican voters who are feeling this way. But I want you to take a look here, because I think this is rather interesting. The most Google searches for migrants by state. Look at all these states, Phil. They're all blue states. Illinois is one. New York is two. Massachusetts is three. New Jersey is four. Colorado is five. And of course, there's been a lot of talk about the migrant crisis in both Illinois and New York. And it seems like even voters in those states very blue states, states that Democrats win in general elections almost always, they are focusing on this issue as well. Yeah. So you now have Illinois, New York, Maryland, New Jersey, and Colorado all seeing gigantic search volume for illegal immigration and what's going on. And in the polling now, you're seeing it jump to the second place issue. I guarantee you there's going to be a push from Democrats to come up with some kind of deal on immigration. And I hope the Republicans hold solid on this because they have to. Otherwise, this battle is lost. But uh, you're also going to see additional additional topics being forced upon us. It's a hot topic. Let's take a couple of calls on this. I've been ranting on this for a while. Jim is in Gary, Indiana. I suspect listening via the great WLS out of Chicago. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hello. How are you doing? Great job. Happy Thank that you're you. filling in. Um, you know, I just have one issue. And I listen every day, you know, 724, whatever. Uh, my issue is... Everyone that I hear out there on the radio, on the news, keep misquoting what is happening in this country. And that is the simple fact that everyone on the radio, including yourself, has stated that these people are migrants and immigrants coming into this country. I just want to state that it's very important that every time we bring this issue up, let's let the people know that these are illegal aliens coming into this country. And, you know, I'm not uh, shaming anyone or ridiculing anyone, but the simple fact of the matter is every station out there is quoting these people as being migrants or immigrants. 
And that's the furthest thing from the truth. A migrant or an immigrant is here in this country legally. Illegal aliens is what we have coming at us. They don't care to become legal. Jim, Jim, I understand. Some of them do, though. And uh, I'm going to take I'm going to give a little defense uh, because as a broadcaster, repeating something over and over again sounds monotonous. So while we cover the subject and I view the people swarming our border as invaders, I've used that term as well. uh, Trying to prevent monotony of language is one thing. But if they are here, if they cross the border and make an application for asylum, technically they're following the law. Now, a lot of them are gotaways. There are millions of gotaways, people who cross the border illegally. We don't know who they are and where they are. So, yeah, there are, there are a couple different groups here. There are people who have migrated to our border and are making application for asylum. Whether or not the claim is legit or not, I guarantee you a huge majority of them are not legitimate. And there are people who violated our borders and sneaked in. They are totally illegal immigrants who are invading our country. It's just a, a challenge for us to make the presentation. Uh, trust me, we're not trying to belittle anyone and we're not trying to avoid the topic. Uh, It's a it's a dance we have to do. But you're not wrong, sir. Uh, There there are people who are here illegally. They are illegal immigrants. They have invaded our border. There are many who are here to do harm to our country. But it's uh, it's a weird dance. But thank you for being there. Twenty four seven, Jim. We appreciate you. Uh, One more quick one here. Daniel in D.C. Daniel. What's your what's your shot on this topic? Hey, Michael, good morning. You know, I don't know why people just won't come out and grasp the fact that one Kamala Harris was appointed border czar, but she's more of an idiot than the president and she doesn't have an excuse. I'm not going to pick on Joe's um, obvious cognition deficiency. Because I see him making the same mistakes that my late mother did as she battled Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching my older brother go through it now, and it's worse. The thing is, Obama is running the government. Obama will see far away because there's reason. Not that it's illegal and not that he doesn't have the right to live wherever he wants, but no other president stayed in this city. After their terms were over, they were like, what have I done to my life? Let me get the hell away from here. And they left D.C. He has to stay in D.C. because now his vice president of eight years, who he even stated, never underestimate the power of Joe Biden to F things up. He has to make sure he doesn't F them up so bad that Obama finds himself selling with them. But see, the thing is, they won't put Joe in jail, nor will they try him because he doesn't have the mental capacity to defend himself. And oh. these, the, 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 the immigration problem, you know, everyone's looking at the southern border, southern border, southern border. We're not looking at the northern border, and that's way longer. Well, they, they both have issues, the northern border, not as large in numbers. But excellent points made, Daniel. Excellent points, sir. Thank you. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka here for my buddy Chris Plant on the 28th of December. 
We're almost done with 2023. Some of us have been done with it for a while. A couple of loose ends to get to um, at the end of this hour before we get to the third hour, which is uh, chock-a-block, as our Australian friends would say, with uh, some big stories, including Vivek Ramaswamy making a, a bold prediction the day after he pulled all of his TV ads in Iowa and New Hampshire. And why he did that, we'll get to that. I was just looking over Joe Biden's vacation property where he is in St. Croix. It's right on the water. It's beautiful. It's gigantic. It's got a a huge swimming pool when the ocean's about 100 yards away. Uh, It is the property owned by the founder of a company that controls news content distribution for 800 media companies. Just let that sink in. Biden is vacationing at the St. Croix home of the founder of a company that controls the news content distribution for 800 media companies, including the Associated Press, the BBC and ESPN. Nothing to worry about here. Nothing to see here, people. And um, just on a whim, I put the question that Nikki Haley faced Last night in New Hampshire, the question about the cause of the Civil War, I put it into Elon Musk's AI engine called Grok. You want to know what Grok said, don't you? Oh, I will share it with you. We'll get back to that topic in the top of the hour. What was the cause of the Civil War, of the U.S. Civil War? What did Grok think? Oh, he's told me already. Like I said, I'll share it with you. Uh, plus, uh, I, I have uh, I have a couple more strange clips that I, I don't think anyone's sharing with you as it relates to the uh, attempt to push digital currencies on all of us. The World Economic Forum and the EU are already trying to shove a digital currency on their people. We have to prevent it. From getting here too. Opelka in for plant on the Chris Plant Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.